It is the Frank and Friends Show. Hi, I'm Frank Murphy. I'm Jody Collins. Well, hello, Jody. Hello, Frank. How How's things? <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Great. I'm delighted that you're here. I've been promoting that you were coming. Uh, I said that uh, Jody Collins, the graphic artist who designed the Frank and Friends logo, would be would be in. And I'm on your podcast. We're going to talk about that today on the show. But in order for you to enjoy the show on a regular basis, please do subscribe. You can do that on any of the audio podcast apps. We're on all of them that I think, just like yours, right? Yeah, good lord, it's it's it starts to add up after a while. If I, yeah, Stitcher, Spotify, mm-hmm. check, check. iTunes, yep. Google, Google, Pandora, Pandora. I think Pandora. That's a tricky one. Avatar. Um, oh, I don't know that. I'm one. Just kidding. Oh. Pandora. Avatar, oh, because you see James Cameron, right? I get it. I'm looking forward to those eight other films that they're going to release. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> well, anyway, all the audio podcast apps, including yeah. Audible, and we'll tell you more about Audible later on, and of course our YouTube channel. So if you want to see uh, exactly what this odd couple looks like, uh, you all have to do is head over to uh, youtube.com slash show. hit the subscribe button, and then gently smash that bell for notifications so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Ah, all right, and our merch. Uh, Of of course I've got to talk about the merch, because the towel-folding fairies have been here once again, and I don't know if we'll open it now or save it for later, but you can see we've got the beautiful, soft, plush uh, Frank and Friends show beach towel. Vanna White here. Yes. Look at this. And uh, and Carol Merrill predated Vanna White, but she also, I think of her and any of the Barker's Beauties, were so good at uh, showing off things. But the logo is also over our shoulder at all times, so that I don't forget... It's pointing right at my head. And it's on, right the, it's on the mugs. I got the mugs. So I probably will start by asking you, I mean, let me ask that. I'm going to take a sip first because now I've got water in my hand and I've got this Pavlovian <laughs> response that I can't not drink. All right. So, um, Jody, we met through Rob Howard of Hutch and Howard, yeah. who was the first advertiser on this podcast. And he, I was thinking about a logo, thinking about a website, trying to think what I can do to, you know, make a splash and he said there's only one choice and it's jody <laughs> and your business is called feral giant feral giant yeah and uh, uh your email address is speak at feral giant.com <laughs> it is which i love i didn't want to have jody at feral giant or info at feral giant i wanted something interesting <laughs> what would a giant say yeah speak speak, <laughs> speak. Yeah. So can you t- tell me a little bit about our fabulous Frank and Friends logo, which I, I love to describe as an In-N-Out burger that accidentally fell into the Smokies, <laughs> or um, a, a Southern California motel that found its way to Pigeon Forge, or actually it even could be just a Pigeon Forge motel, couldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it could be. I think it was in the description what you were describing, I picked up on the word Vegas. So nice. I, that's where the uh, signage, and I've... I've been doing work for Print Shop Brewery, and I did an antique signs yeah. uh, glass right, but right after I did this. So uh-huh. I had all this research and everything uh, on it. And ironically, I misspelled Vegas. I was trying to think of the Vegas nerve. Uh, that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, I, it's, it's, I, I was so in love with the logo. I just was so immediately sold and immediately thrilled with it. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad you like it, too, because you yeah. say you get a kick out of seeing it on mugs. Oh, yeah. And, and all the other things. It's, yeah, what I had said what is it's not every day I see it on a towel. Well, they, I went through the merch store, and I just saw all these different things. And basically, this, this version of the logo, the simple, I don't know what you call the plain version. Uh, the, the, uh, this would call the, be called the main brand. So this element. is the actual logo is the one yeah. on the cups. And then you put it onto the mountain backdrop, which is something I was thinking about because I wanted to do shows, and we yeah. do do shows, that are based in the Smokies. Um, but... The um, so that all right. So you said you weren't thinking about it on a towel, but when I saw the towel, the blank towel, I thought this didn't fit. This was just I couldn't make it fit on a towel. I thought, oh, so I actually wrote to you and bought an, an additional copy of the logo in in super duper high resolution. Yeah, it was well with the Smokies background and everything. It was that because we're in the foothills of the Smokies yeah. here, and. I, I'm also a social media person, so I know that it needs to be in 18 different sizes. Oh, yeah. Like, YouTube is like this. Mm-hmm. Facebook is like this. Mm-hmm. And it's all these different styles and formats. I was like, what is something that can be pliable? And I needed one that had more pixels for the uh, the printer, for right. the towel printer, whoever yeah. it was, yeah. uh, of teespring.com. So you can get those, by the way. The link, of course, is in all the descriptions of every episode. So that, um, and I'll point out, by the way, 
we talked about this on your podcast. I was yeah. a guest on Rambler Man, which will come out sometime th- in th- 2023. I think it's still being recorded <laughs> right now. <laughs> it was. It was. Uh, we made it from meal to meal on that on that episode. We started at lunchtime and ended at supper time. It was great. It was. It was. Was awesome. it okay? Yeah, it's great. It's great. Jody says to me, "Hey, I'm going to like you to be on Rambler Man podcast." Uh, but I want to warn you, it's not like your show. It's not, you know, a half hour c- cute little episode or, you know, whatever it is. Uh, it's an open ended conversation. Yeah. Do you think you can handle it? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I'm used to talking in 18 second bursts over songs. Uh, but I think, you know, of course, oh, I, I, had, I had in my head that I will show him. <laughs> I stayed for five hours. Oh yeah, I was there. I was at your house from one p.m. to six p.m. Yeah, and I would I would still be there if not for your dinner plans last night. Yeah, yeah, which uh, ended up the minute I was stepping out the door, they got canceled. So no. we could, we could have gone on for four more hours. No. had I known. Oh, because I thought I thought. Well, I hope it wasn't my fault for making you no, behind no. schedule. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> probably shouldn't talk. Yeah. All right. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I understand. But anyway, I, I was over there talking and talking and talking about all these things. But one of the things we briefly mentioned is how, as artists, you, you as a graphic artist and me as an alleged performing artist, we get so often asked to do our thing for free. Correct. You know, I'll be asked. Mainly, it's for me. They don't. They want me to MC stuff. You know, I'll be asked to MC um, whatever. It doesn't matter the event, but they don't want to pay you for it because no. that's what that's the norm for many of the charitable organizations. Yeah. And you said that when sometimes a charity will, will contact you and ask you to design a logo for their gala, yeah, and then you say, "Well, it's going to cost you this much," and they're shocked. Yeah, they're. And it's, it's, not the, it's not the amount that shocks them; it's that it, it's not zero that shocks them. Yeah, uh, so there, a fun fact about me is I've been on over 30 nonprofit boards and executive committees over the years. I wonder if everybody knows you. (laughs) And a lot of times I got jumped on because I did this thing when I was at the newspaper the first time. Yeah. And it was, we raised money for United Way. Sure. But it was 08, the crash, and social media was relatively new. And I used social media, and we raised one hundred and forty-three thousand dollars. Wow! So the That's people at United Way were like, "Well, yeah, come be on our board." <laughs> they were like, "How did you do that? Can you explain that to all these loaned executives?" So mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of nonprofit boards asking me to come on. And did you have to go do that speech at the? I used to have to do this. Um, they would have Media Day United Way, and they would have a couple of people from the TV stations for a session, and then radio, and then and print. I think three separate sessions, mm-hmm. and you would be telling these these people who some are volunteers and some are you know yeah. new hires or some are old vets, but you're telling the members of every nonprofit in town eventually um, how to get exposure for their event, how to get a free uh, announcement on the radio, or how to become a right. partner, promotional partner. It was a lot of here are all these free channels that it takes time and effort to yeah. to do the marketing and PR on them, but they're all there. They're all uh, usable, and, and why not? How many boards you said? Thirty boards. Thirty plus boards and executive committees. Because I'm thinking if I can get you to join this board that I'm on, <laughs> it, maybe I can roll off. Is it uh, another co-host of this is on that oh, board? Ka- yeah, well, Catherine okay. Frady, as you, as you know. Well, I'm friends with Brandon Gibson, oh, so shout out to Brandon Gibson. Have they already got you? No. All right. Well, Catherine. Brandon, hold on. Brandon, <laughs> why didn't you ask me, Brandon? I'm asking you. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, Catherine Frady has told me that she wants to rewrite the bylaws. I mean, after a while, after 10 years, you have to update the bylaws right. anyway. So um, I just told her that uh, I'm asking, when's my term up? When do I roll off? Because I got to get off before they make me president. You know, I, I can't. I can't be on that long. Uh, and she says, No, no, she's going to rewrite the bylaws and make me a lifetime member. Oh, but if I get you on, <laughs> I can be a lifetime. Oh, member. I can. Yeah, get it. You see, you see how that works. Yeah, yeah, it's good. See. This is all being recorded, so I'm like, no. no. <laughs> that is one thing I learned how to say no a lot, which was how do you do it? No, I, I need help with this. Well, I'm a big scary man, so I just no. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I recently, I mean, I did say no when another charity that I love asked me to be on the committee mm-hmm. for their big Christmas fundraiser, and it's a huge silent auction, well known in town. And they're like, you just would have to get, you know, X number of silent auction items yeah. and 
coming to the, all the meetings, and I, I, I did actually have to say no. Because, I mean, now that I'm in the quote-unquote gig economy, yeah. I, I can't volunteer my time as much. I have to find a, a paying gig in right. that time slot instead. There is one board that I got. It wasn't really offered, but it was toe in the water. Mm-hmm. And then I asked somebody who was on that board or had been on that board previously. I was like, what is it like being on this board? And they're like, oh, all you're going to do is ask people for money. I was like, nope, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. It's like, you want me to design posters and <laughs> tell you how to do social media? I'm happy to do that. There's a lot of that on board yeah. work. That's the yeah. point. Yeah, They want a bunch of people uh, out there you know, Fun bringing in the donations. Yeah. And then also you're expected, usually on a board, to make your make a donation yourself because they have there's some paperwork they turn in. We have one hundred percent board participation. Yeah. And that helps them I don't know what it does, but it helps them somehow in in the ratings, in the getting more grants, in the yeah. charity navigator, whatever it is, all those things. So. I've got a shiny nickel that I'm happy to <laughs> pass along to them. That's about no, it. I'm, I'm the same with you. And all the other things I'd volunteered for, it was always an in-kind donation. Right. Um, and that's because I had the time for it. But Now, when I know you're busy all the time. You know, you're, you're drawing stuff. But we talked a little bit yesterday about um, you going and, and was smoking with cigars um, in different cities in Atlanta yeah. and all these other famous you know, cigar bars. You're going to, to um, a celebrity's dad's cigar bar. or uh, it, was, it was Cam Newton's cigar Cam bar. Newton's. But his uncle was there. His, his uncle, uncle ran, ran the place. I see. Um, and that made me wonder. I mean, you've got guy friends that you hang out with. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, time has taught me how to, again, say no. How to keep the ones that are good yeah. and push away the ones that are bad. Yeah, but, but yeah, cigars is a big thing because it's forced relaxation, and it's Ooh. all about just talking. Because I, I need want to write that down. Forced, forced relaxation. Because yeah. I don't relax. Oh, have you noticed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I missed my opportunity. Go, no comment. No comment. <laughs> Five hours later, no comment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's all no. All right. So forced relaxation yeah. is all right. I. I I'm trying to think, who are my close friends? And I think about all the different jobs that I had mm-hmm. over life. And I generally hang on to, I don't know if it's on average or if it's just exactly one friend from each of those jobs I stay in uh, touch with years later. Okay. About, you know, I mean, there's a couple of places where maybe I worked for a long yeah. time and there's, there's two. But I noticed that. I noticed that I think about all these different radio shows that I've been on over yeah. time and radio stations where I've worked. And it always seems like there's always one guy... Or or woman that I'll you know still text with yeah uh, you know happy birthday hey I was thinking of you hey I'm going to be passing through town that kind of stuff whereas um, but I'm thinking they're all elsewhere yeah you know I don't have a lot of people local and I've lived here 20 years yeah and I was telling Frady this last week or the other day that. Um, She's one of my closest friends, which is kind of a new thing, because really it's over the past year. We've just spent so much time together in the past year doing all these episodes, many of which required you know an hour and a half drive to and an hour and a half drive from. So that's forced, I don't know, not, not relaxation. Forced but, companionship. Yeah. And yeah. we get along very well, obviously. Yeah. And we, have, you know, we make each other laugh, so that's a nice thing. And, yeah. and my wife is cool with it, because she's also friends with Catherine, so that helps. Yeah. You know? Uh, but most of my uh, closer friends are women, not men. I would say eighty percent of my friends are women, not men. Okay, then, I'm, then I feel better because yeah, yeah. I, I would say that's similar with me. Because yeah. here I am thinking about you talking about your guy friends, but then when I listen to your podcast, you know, you're very palsy with um, you know Aaron Slocum and Aaron Donovan and every other Aaron that uh, in town. So <laughs> Aaron Hall. Even, Aaron Hall's been on twice. Yeah. If you're an Aaron. <laughs> And you haven't been on Ramblin' Man. E-R-I-N. I don't take any A-A-Rons on my... I know a man my... whose name is Aaron, spelled E-R-I-N. Can I get huh. him on the show? Sure. Sure. <laughs> He'll be my new best friend. <laughs> but no, it's... Uh, Talking to you, Aaron Bankus. I will say... When it comes to my friends, it's 80% women. But when I was talking about like going out to cigar bars and stuff, I, because I'm a big dude... And it's a part of who I am. Yeah. I do lean more towards talking to guys. Oh, sure. Or there's a lot of guys that just decide to open up and talk to me. Like, huh. like I was at yeah. a cigar shop in uh, New York City, uh, Nat, Nat Sherman. 
and a guy sat was sitting next to me and he had a violin case and he was just in, or no a trumpet case. He, was, okay. he just started talking to me and it turns out he was getting his PhD. He wanted me to read his thesis and then he, he was like, Hey man, I'm playing in a jazz club at like two thirty in the morning in Brooklyn. Do you want to come? I was like, I I gotta catch a flight at six in the morning, so I'm gonna say no. That's a pass. But thank you. He, he's he's got he's getting his PhD in what subject did he mention? Uh, it, jazz. I went to Fulton, so it was some kind of biology that I do not know. It's a very long word, and uh, but it was just like, sure, man, I'll read that. I was like. I yeah. guess, you know, now I'm thinking that when I'm trying to make a joke about the guy's got, you know, a PhD in some hard science and he's playing jazz, but yeah. I can't because my son is close to finishing his PhD in a hard oh. science in chemical engineering. And what does he do on the weekends? He sings at church. He's in a, a choir, yeah. another uh, choir, the Vocal Arts Ensemble, where um, they go around, they do, you know, whatever kind of concerts. Yeah. So, yeah, that's his, that's his relaxation, yeah. you know, is singing. Huh. What's my relaxation? You know, I was sleeping. <laughs> I used to say that cleaning the pool was my relaxation. Okay, that was like my Zen garden because I'd go out there. But then I broke the stupid pole in half. I just ordered a new one. It should be here uh, in a couple of days. Um, I went to a store to buy one, but I couldn't. It was it literally can't fit in the car. So I thought, well, I guess I have to order it from Amazon because <laughs> I want a gigantic, you know, sixteen and a half foot pole uh, to clean the pool. That used to, but. The rain in August has, I get behind schedule, you know, there's just too much debris. I, my wife will not let me clean the pool with my 16-foot metal pole during a thunderstorm. Huh. Now, I know when our relationship goes sour because she will say, hey, uh, why don't you go out and clean the pool with your 16-foot pole? <laughs> well, I think that tells me your life insurance policy is not that good. No, it's probably not. <laughs> it's not. So she says, she makes me come in. And so I got behind in cleaning. I couldn't. Yeah go out there to clean so the stuff gets in, the algae starts to grow. It's making me, it's what made me stressed. I wasn't relaxed to, to clean the pool. It's no, no longer your zen pool. It's now the algae pool. Yeah, I'm, well, I've got it back to shape. It took me a few yeah. days. but I, And then the funny thing is, it was the day I went over to do your podcast so yesterday. Mm-hmm. I had done everything. I cleaned you know, the night before. I did all the things, the, the chlorine, the backwash, the vacuuming. I had it, And I get home from your uh, podcast, and it's the best it's looked oh. all week. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I have time to get in, because <laughs> here comes the thunderstorm. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> it's an everyday thing now. Yeah, I guess it's during August. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll, we'll talk also about my other alleged relaxation, which is the figs. But I may be suffering from fig exhaustion, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, we'll talk about my friend Maureen. My friend Maureen has the Middleburg Barn at Fox Chase Farm, and this is in Middleburg, Virginia. It's about fifty miles west of Washington D.C. on Route Fifty, and uh, she's got you know you can have anything there. It's a beautiful open space that she built five years ago without nails. It's the mortise and tenon style oh, wow. of construction. I mean, she didn't build it. She had dudes come and do it. But I was there. I visited during the construction. I, was, I saw this actually happening with my own eyes. And now you can rent it out for parties of up to 400. You know, it's a flexible space. So any number up to 400, you can have a wedding reception, a fundraiser, a corporate event. You could put on a a show, just whatever you can do, you know, set up a stage and whatever you want to do in a literal barn with Swarovski crystal chandeliers and the ultraviolet HVAC system. So you can purify the air and it's a horse farm. It's a working uh, farm. Hmm. So she has people in the other barn, the horse barn, and they've got the arena where people can ride their horses around in circles and they've got the other fields for the jumpiness and the steeple chasing. Which one is dressage? I think that's what they do. That's the way, I think that's the word I've been struggling to find. For the, I've been that's for the one word I know because it's so weird, dressage. For months I've been doing these commercials for Maureen, and I'm trying to remember, what's the word? I think it's steeplechase, but I think dressage, that might be, is that the thing where they walk sideways? Because, um, or is that where they do the... Well, that might be a little bit of that. I, I do think, too much hand stuff. Well, um, that's I, fine. That's why it's a video podcast yeah. on YouTube. But I, I remember going to William Shatner's horse celebrity horse show one time, okay. and they do a different type of... I mean, they do a thing where the horses walk sideways and dance around, and that, okay. might, be, uh, that might be dressage. But okay. you could certainly do that at, at Fox Chase Farm. Yeah. And I don't know if you want to have it during your wedding, but you know, you, I've seen pictures of people on the website where they have a horse seems to come by. You click on the weddings link, yeah. and there's a picture of the bride and groom talking to a horse. 
Uh, just like on Mr. Ed. Could be the ring bearer. You uh, can get a horse. He, you know what? He does have a ring in his mouth or something. Yeah. A bit. Yeah, he's got something. She should charge extra for that. Well, she's got the swans also, Fred oh. and Ginger, who um, lovely are hissy, mean creatures. Oh, but, not so lovely. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't matter because yeah. you don't, you know, she only had to, uh, we've discovered this, when it was cold and she wanted to bring them in for the winter, and put them in the barn and put them in a little kiddie pool. And they're just nasty animals. But they had to come in and stay warm. So even they agreed. Uh, but then when they went back, they were happy to get back out and, and swim their figure eights gracefully and beautifully in the pond so you can get your wedding pictures made. <laughs> so, oh, I'm just thinking in their minds they're complaining about all the people being in oh, the, Ginger, on their property. Yeah, so nasty. Yeah. Mm. Ginger complains about swimming backwards. <laughs> uh, so it's the Lee Middleburg Barn in <laughs> Middleburg, Virginia. Call 540-687-5255 or go to themiddlebergbarn.com. Um, I brought you some figs. Have you had any? I did not. Uh, Are you afraid of figs? No. It's okay. They have a laxative effect. It's understandable. <laughs> no, I think it was the shift in plans last night, and I ended up working. Talk about being busy. Yeah. I ended up working I essentially you, until midnight yeah. last night. And then you cranked out an episode of a, of a previous one you'd recorded. That got posted. Yeah. I the Ramblin' Man podcast. I, I, I woke up early to do that this morning. Nice. I had done all the editing, and all I had to do was record the intro and post it. And oh, okay. So you got yeah. it done. Yeah. I used to stress about that a lot in the early days, but episode 123, it's like, eh, it's going in the background. <laughs> I'll let it do its thing, and then I'll grab it. <laughs> <laughs> but Daniel, I, I really appreciate you having you on. Uh, well, that, yeah. no, what that means is that you have, actually, it's a compliment yeah. to your guest, because it means that you feel like the show's good enough to stand on its own. You don't have yeah. to do any... You know, you're not stressed about it. If it yeah. was a, a show that you're like, eh, then, yeah. you know, you're relaxed about this particular yeah. episode. That's good. It was uh, interviewing a man about chip carving. Well, uh, I don't know what that is. It's you take this little knife and you just chip these, pa- uh, carve these patterns into wood. And See, I had it the other way. I assumed he was uh, taking wood and carving them into chips, like for poker. <laughs> No. Is it like on like woodwork on a on a? It's woodwork, but it's I'm a lot points more. Is woodwork, yeah. House, that's what know. I was looking around like, but it's more pattern based. It's yeah. a historic thing, and he just wrote a book on it and shows people how to do it. Oh, that's cool. Gives classes. He's very interesting. It was three hours and five minutes in length. Now, uh, what? Th- oh, wow! So that makes me sound not not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's called. Um, I know it's called Ramblin' Man, but if I look, if I'm searching for it online, I've already subscribed. So remind me, what what's the search term to find it on all the podcast uh, apps? Ramblin', no G, like the Hank Williams. Okay, so Ramblin' apostrophe. Ramblin' Man, yeah. Okay, Ramblin' Man, and it it's a photo, oddly enough, of me smoking a cigar. My friend Sean, we were at uh, Casual Palm Fountain City when that was still a thing. Yeah. And he took he's a Pulitzer nominated photographer and he took a wow. photo of me and that's the Ramblin' Man. There you go. Yeah. That's fantastic. Have guy friends. Helps yeah. have guy friends that are strategically very talented. Well, I didn't know if I was, you know, crossing a boundary by bringing you um, a little container of figs. (laughs) Because I know from your Facebook post and just from knowing you that you are a fan of sweets. Because Oreos are your your jam. (laughs) I am the Oreo man. Yeah. And is that something, like, for me, you know, I, I, I think I mentioned in our the episode I did with you, that when I first came to Knoxville, I did this bit on my on-air audition where I stuffed as many marshmallow peeps in my mouth as I could yeah. um, because I knew it was funny. And it's a bit where, like we do in Einstein Simplified called Marshmallow Madness, as it turns out, where you put, you know, it's like Chubby Bunny. You put as many marshmallows in your mouth as you can and you try to talk <laughs> and try to blah, blah, blah. Well, the, goal, the joke was how many can I jam into my mouth? Right. You know, can I put in 21, which would be the full or whatever it was, 15, I guess, 5, 10, 15 of these. Okay. All right. Well, that, and then a couple other times I did more Marshmallow Peeps bits on the air. Um, when the Marshmallow Peeps bus came to town. I didn't realize there was a Marshmallow Peeps. I don't know if they still have one, but they for a while they had okay. one. Like, it's like the Wienermobile. It was an old okay. school bus with a big Marshmallow Peep on top. So naturally, I couldn't let things lie. I had to contact them in advance of their arrival in Knoxville and reroute their schedule so that they spent an evening at a Einstein Simplified show. Oh. <laughs> it's like, you can sponsor all of this. Yeah. I saw, and I, did, I, was, I was actually unemployed during the time. Oh. So I, I, but still, 
I, I, I don't know how I managed to convince the Marshmallow Peeps company that they needed to come early, the day, town yeah. day early and come to my show, but they did. And uh, so anyway, I, I, I am to Marshmallow Peeps as Jody Collins is to Oreos. Once your friends grasp onto that, they will then send you every Peeps meme, Oreo meme. Yep. They'll write to you at Easter or they'll tell you, oh, did you know that there's a new pumpkin spice Oreo coming out with a golden cracker and the pumpkin spice cream filling? There is, somebody tweeted years ago a thing that said something like, I like to go to the grocery store every once in a while just to see what the psychos at Oreos are, come, the new flavor, new flavors that the psychos at Oreos have come up with. And that re, re, reappears on Instagram every once in a while. And every time it does, I'll get sent it and I've started numbering them. When they send me it, I was like, three, next person, four, five. I was like, I've been sent this. Seven times today. And yeah, new flavors and such. Uh, the aforementioned Aaron Donovan. She actually has a container of the uh, Neapolitan ones because I was not able to find those I, here in town. What are the? I mean, I know what Neapolitan ice cream is. It's uh, the they, three colors, the red, the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. It's that with a waffle cone flavored on the for the cookie part. Oh, 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 okay. That's so awesome. I, somewhat interesting. I've not been able to find them, so she is, I don't know, somewhere in the hinterlands. Ah, and she found but she them. saved them for you. Yes, she oh. brought me back some uh, strawberry, the Batman, uh, Robert Pattinson film themed ones from Guadalajara or wherever wow. she went. Now, if you were to miss out on a specialty Oreo, mm-hmm. if uh, would you would you feel bad? Are you a completist? Do you have to have every one? <laughs> I'm good. All right. I'm good. <laughs> Wait. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm that way. I understand with the peeps. I can, yeah. I can actually, you know, go without a peep. It's okay. I, I love them. I love I, them. I like I, to find them. And, uh, but there are ones like the Boo ones that come out every year for Halloween. I, yeah. I'm like, they're just regular Oreos with orange uh, food coloring. Mm. Um, like the pumpkin spice ones, I guess I, my friend Bean on his yeah. Cupatina chat podcast was talking about how those are coming out again for the first yeah. time in five years. Yeah. And as they're describing them, I thought, I'm not interested because it sounded like I couldn't tell actually if it was pumpkin spice flavored, mm-hmm. which is just cinnamon and, yeah. right? And cardamom, whatever else is in it. Yeah. Uh, there's no pumpkin in it. But if it's actual pumpkin flavored, then I'm much more pumpkin pie flavored. I'm all in for pumpkin pie flavored things. I'm not in for just, you know, spice, pumpkin spice without the pumpkin flavor. I think it's basic white girl pumpkin spice. <laughs> like, I think that's what it is. I can't even remember it. There's, there's so many that come out that it's, it's hard to keep up. And every once in a while, I'll get a flashback on Facebook or something. Yeah, that there was some Oreo that you forgot. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot I got that. I forgot that that was a thing. <laughs> I will say the, ones, the one thing I would like to wag my finger at the, the people at Oreo, if you're listening, of course you're listening, is the ones with the Pop Rocks in them. Please stop doing that. Oh. It feels, they pop in the back of my jaw, and it feels creepy. Oh. <laughs> That's the only way I can put I it. Even it feels know. creepy. Didn't even know they had yeah. that. So every time those come out, the firework Oreos, I'm like, nope. Nope. Were you old enough to remember the rumor about the kid from Life Cereal who died from eating Pop Rocks? Yes. Uh, yes. That always cracked me up because I grew up in New York um, and the, the family, the Gilchrist family, who were in those commercials, the three brothers, and they mm-hmm. also have an older sister and a younger sister and blah, blah, blah. They were on my paper route and they went to the same um, Catholic school that my sisters and I went to. So the, the rumor couldn't catch on Oh. Because he's right there. <laughs> we can see him with our yeah. own eyes that clearly Mikey is fine. Yeah. <laughs> Mikey, are you dead? Are you, a, are you a clone? If you'd known what a clone was back then, yeah, maybe. it would have worked. Um, all right, so let me ask about quick another Oreo question, though. How are okay. you on, I'm sorry, we talked about flavored Oreos. How are you on Oreo-flavored things? So cookies and cream ice cream. Uh, all about it. All, all right. about it. If there's an Oreo something, I was just in Washington, D.C., and they something that amazed me is they had food trucks everywhere. Yeah. Like everywhere. And a lot of them were ice cream food trucks. Well, so I walked was up. Was it summer? I guess. But a I lot mean, of them had like milkshakes and stuff. Okay. So I walk up, and there are milkshake flavors. And, of course, there's Oreos. I was like, well, that's what I'm going to get. Got to get it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, well, all right. Now, 
because I, I guess a lot of kids like cookies and cream, ice cream. It yeah. seems like when my grandson now has switched to cookie dough, he was a big fan of cookies oh, and cream, yeah. and now he's just, now he wants everything cookie dough, uh, you know, in a milkshake or in, a, yeah. in his ice cream or whatever. All right, and then I also have very strong feelings about deep fried things. Yes. Uh, I, I have had deep fried Oreos many times. The first time I had oh, one. Oh, so you like them then? Yeah, the okay. first time I had one. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But the first time I had one, I was at the, I can't remember, what, Taste of Chicago. Okay. And I first time I found them, went over to sit down to eat them, and there were five of them or something. Yeah. Started popping them in my mouth. I got to the second one. I was like, I smell weed. <laughs> and there was a group of skater kids behind me. I was a skater kid, so it's I can call them out. And I was like, I don't know if these actually taste good or if they taste good because of that. I have had deep fried banana pudding at the Tennessee Valley Fair. Yeah, I didn't want to slander them in case they were a future uh, oh, advertiser. Oh, so yeah. I liked it. So I'll, I'll, I'll I we can, like we can do point counterpoint. It it. It didn't. It was mush to me. I needed something. Oh, else interesting. On there. Because maybe, maybe the I have a, I have a YouTube video with uh, Mr. Denton, and it's actually he since oh. passed away. So it's when his family found this YouTube video, they were so excited to see him oh, still alive because nice. I recorded it. You know, whatever a few years prior, yeah. and we were doing a bit where I went to his booth to get deep fried banana pudding, and I mean I had the camera going, so they knew, but they, I got a really good one, mm-hmm. and. They super hard freeze it. Yeah. So that's the trick is they, they freeze it, you know, like in like liquid nitrogen or whatever. They, they make it or dry ice probably. I guess it was just dry ice. They freeze it really, really hard so that when they deep fry it, it begins to thaw. So, okay. But you've got to get it in the right timing, you know. I mean, if you if it eat too soon and it's going to, if it's still frozen, that's not going to be good. And if it's mush, yeah, that doesn't sound good either. Well, it was also, I got it from one of the carts or whatever you call it, that uh, was one that traveled with them. So maybe it wasn't okay. the highest quality, like it would yeah. be with them. Yeah, they, and they um, were talking about how they cop, you know, they're always trying to outdo each other. In fact, he and, and a guy from one of the other uh, rival firms, they were sitting and having a lovely conversation at the picnic table when I walked up to them, <laughs> talking about, you know, outdoing each other with the deep fried. And, um, but I, I have a, my theory is that deep fried Oreo is one of the best deep fried things yeah because i've had deep fried twinkies i've had deep fried obviously banana pudding um deep fried candy bars i think a lot of those things don't stand up to the deep frying process Mm -hmm. oreos are already and the joke i would make is they're filled with stuff not not cream but stuff you know and stuff stands up to heat in fact, it softens to just the right consistency. The Oreo, yeah. instead of being too hard, it's just, it's like, oh, it just envelops your mouth in uh, fat and goodness. So I will say the, the thing I wish they would bring back, do you remember the Oreo Big Stuff? B-I-G-S-T-U-F. Was it not double stuff? No, it was actually the shape of a little Debbie cake. Like a... It was like that oh. big and it was like that much cream. <gasps> yes. And they had a commercial. Oh, it was almost like... Um, uh, um, no, I'm trying to remember the name. There was a Suzy Q from Hostess that remind. It was similar, oh, right? Okay, maybe. Let me let me show you that. But the, I, the commercial for it was, they did it to the some advertising exec had a great idea and did it to Miss, uh, Mr. Big Stuff. So oh, by Gene Knight, Oreo Big Stuff. Who do you think you are? Yeah. See, so, this, I don't know if Suzy Q still exists. Okay, so but that's what they looked like. It was Oreo this, has a version of that now. But it was the actual Oreo cookie on the oh. top. It wasn't soft and mushy. Those now These are, are soft and mushy. Those are called Cakesters. There's a Nutter Butter one and an Oreo one right now. Good Lord, I know way too much about this stuff. I miss some of the old cookies from my youth, and I think some of them were regional. Like we had Fudgetown cookies, mm. um, which I think were a, there was a company called Burry's Cookies. And I oh. guess it was just a Northeast thing because they, huh. they had uh, Mr. Chips and they had... You know, Fudge Town cookies and these other—they were kind of similar to what Keebler came up with later. But they were like these round sandwich cookies that looked like a flower with a hole in the middle, and they had just a fudge filling. And I thought they were so good. I just—I would pop them open and basically just eat the centers. Hmm, that sounds good. Yeah, I did not know about Carvel until I heard Kevin Smith talking about it. Talking about Fudgy the Whale and cookie, the whale. cookie Puss and all those things. That's funny because on the, the Quitters Never Give Up podcast, which is the one about the Kevin and Bean show, they played the clip 
of um, either Kevin Smith and Ralph talking about Fudgy the Whale, or they, if some, they played a clip of that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then they had this audio clip of Tom Carvel. I'm Tom Carvel. It's time Father's Day. Fudgy the Whale is back with an ocean of ice cream. <laughs> and um, my father used to love to tell me about Tom Carvel. Oh, really? Because the company started in Yonkers, New York, which oh. is where I grew up. And we would occasionally be just driving around somewhere. My dad would go, that's it. That's the original Carvel. And then I would say, I would know that we're about to now hear the rest of the story, which is Tom Carvel had an ice cream truck and it broke down one day. And rather than get the truck fixed, he bought the plot of land and opened up a store. And that's that's it right over there. And uh, (laughs) so we had a lot of Carvel stores in Yonkers, New York, and in Westchester County. And I remember... um, one time there was going to be, and I did, I was, I was partial to hard serve ice cream like uh, Baskin okay. Robbins. Okay. So I was snooty, and I did, my sister liked, loved Carvel soft serve, and I was snooty, and I liked Baskin Robbins. Okay. So it was one of those things where just because she liked it, I didn't, you know. But we'd go to. I remember going over to the Carvel in Tuckahoe, New York, one time, and it turns out there must have been some kind of street festival. Cause I'm just a kid. My parents must have taken us, and. Uh, they're going to have an ice cream eating contest in the middle of the street or in the middle of town square in uh, Tuckahoe, New York. And Tom Carvel himself is there. And that registered with me because to me he was a celebrity because he's on television, right? Yeah. And there's Tom Carvel. And he kind of... Smoking Marlboro, <laughs> unfiltered. <laughs> he had this Kaz Walkerness about him in a way. Oh. You know, just kind of that raspy... So he was randomly punching people? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he might have been. Sorry. <laughs> Well, when you, you could take the fudgy the whale, which basically was just kind of this teardrop-shaped cake. Okay. And depending on what else they needed for it, they would just turn it in different directions so, and decorate it differently. So when you right. look at all the, the Carvel cakes, a lot of them are technically the same shape. It's just they're rotated in a different oh fashion God. and decorated. You know, instead of being a whale, it, they, you turn it a different way and it becomes, I don't know, whatever, whatever you can do with that shape. But they also had cookie puss was the other big, big famous, famous one, which I guess was in the shape of a clown. Uh, maybe. I'm not positive exactly what cookie. I have to look up cookie puss and see what that looked the like. The thing I always think about is, and sorry to go blue, but Kevin Smith always talking about it. He's like, and unfortunately, one girl in high school would all be, always be called. <laughs> that. With that name. Yeah, with that name. I won't say it. But yeah. yeah, see, here's, all right. That yeah, looks so terrifying. It does look bad. It looks like a kind of. You could also make a snowman out of that. But what they've done is, um, and you'll have to Google this yourself because I'm not going to use their copyrighted images on no. the show. But basically, you take an ice cream cone and make that the nose with giant eyeballs and a little hat and a, a beret or something. Because at Baskin Robbins, we used to make something that was a clown, but it was an, a scoop of ice cream with the cone on a piece of paper with mm-hmm. the cone on top at a jaunty angle and then we would put buttercream to give it eyes and a smile and little dots on the head and it was basically huh. a clown uh, ice cream cone clown huh. up, served upside down interesting so it, it reminds me a little bit of cookie puss so you missed out on growing up in uh, yeah what did you have to hear that was like a regional K's ice cream K's ice cream was big Chapman Highway the Chapman Highway there was one out in halls uh and then we just had Mayfield. Like, Mayfield was such a huge thing yeah. that that's what we grew up with. So when I get Bluebell ice cream, that's from Texas, right? I think so. But that's not... Okay, but I think I guess that's relatively new to this area. Because I remember a friend from Texas being excited that she could get Bluebell. Of course. Becca. Everybody from Texas is always excited that something from Texas is showing up. <laughs> sorry. Well... Bucky's. Sorry. Sorry. Oh. Well, if I could find... I'll, before I get to say Bucky's real quick. If I could find a um, the salted caramel Bluebell ice cream. It's... You know, I had one. I got one that's for giving uh, blood. I got a pint okay. of ice cream, pint for a pint. I got a pint of this salted caramel from Bluebell, and it was the best salted caramel I ever had. And I've been on the hunt for it ever since, and I can't find it in the stores. But I went to the D&B's Hot Dogs out in Solway, mm-hmm. and they have it in the three-gallon tub, and you can get it as a in a dish. And, oh, it's still just as good. It's so good. I'm trying to remember. I've seen Bluebell out, but I don't they know. They sell it at Aldi. Okay. And they sell it in a lot of you know stores. Publix. Yeah, but um, it's they have and they have so many different flavors. I've searched through the entire. Okay. I mean, I'm I'm like halfway down. You know, I'm, I'm practically frozen um, myself trying to dig through all the the tubs, uh, the containers at Aldi, trying yeah. to find it. I will say, uh, 
A sleeper for me is Kroger brand and Food City brand because they come out with weird flavors. I will like agree, food. especially with the Kroger private selection. I've got we got some in the freezer There's right over there. A black cherry root beer. Whoa. That was ridiculously good. And I was just like, I want to get more of this, but I don't need more of this. And it's always cheaper. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. wife gets the extreme moose tracks or the yeah. uh, brown butter. Is that what it's called? Burnt butter, not burnt butter, brown butter or something. Okay. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Uh, there's so many. Yeah. yeah, the Kroger private selection has a ton yeah. of great flavors. And I will, I'm going to circle back to Oreo for one second. Yeah, please. Oh, you can, I brought up Oreo because I know you're a Mr. Oreo. <laughs> Mr. Oreo. That's what, that's what my license plate says. Uh, <laughs> I am also known in my friend group for making Oreo lasagna. Um, I may need an explanation on this. So Oreo Is it lasagna. Sa- savory or sweet? Sweet. Okay. So I found, there's this website, I think it was called like Guyism. Yeah. They posted Oreo lasagna and it's like, uh, you take uh, Oreo cookies, crumble them up, put melted butter in them, put it as the base. And then I think it's, shoot, what is next? I think it's a mixture of cream cheese and whipped cream. Oh, all right. So and then, make a sweet cream cheese, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. Keep going. And then there's uh, a layer of ban- uh, chocolate pudding. And then a layer of whipped cream, and then you crumble up Oreos and put them on top. See, I, you know, I get when you startled me when you say cream cheese, and I, I realize that's normal because yeah. you can make a, a Christmas cookie or an Oreo, yeah. Oreo truffle where you crumble up Oreos and mix them with cream cheese, and it, they, they taste fantastic. But the lasagna part was, I know it's layers, but it's not yeah. like it's eight layers. It was only four, three or four layers, so I don't know why they... I don't know. They got me to click on it and make it. Yeah, no, it's, it's, there's all sorts of other oddities you can make. I've seen all sorts of other desserts that are, you know, made in the style of whatever else. Right. And it's kind of a fun thing. It's like um, going back to DB's hot dogs. I've talked about this on the show a couple of times. Their Elvis is a hot dog bun covered in peanut butter with a banana in it, and then nice. marshmallow sauce and chocolate sauce and peanuts. Oh, so it, it looks like a hot dog. Oh, it's really good. Yeah. That's it's. Real, I thought I, my grandson wanted one, and he's eight. So he bought. We ordered it for him. They got the deluxe. I didn't know that it would be as gigantic as it was because in the picture you can't tell. It's just. It looks like a single hot dog bun with a banana right. in it. Well, first of all, they, they got these these gigantic bananas that they had to. They cut it long lengthwise, and they made two. So here's a hot, two hot dog buns, two long pieces of banana, and then all the other things I described. So he could only, he's eight, he could only eat one of them, which was good news for me. <laughs> Except that I'd already had, not thinking I was going to get any of the dessert, I'd already had a second hot dog. So I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm going to Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to force myself to eat this. Yeah, um, I mean, I regretted it for a little while, but I tried to walk it off. <laughs> we went out to Oak Ridge so I could walk it off. It was like, there's a difference between uh, eight-year-old Jody and your grandson. <laughs> eight, eight-year-old Jody would have been like, what are we doing after this? <laughs> I'm going to be hungry in another hour. So, so what are we? I'm a growing boy. Well, good. I'm so glad that you came by. I mean, we, yeah. you, we, you know, I know that your podcast goes on much longer than mine. <laughs> so get a plug in again. So if you want to hear me really talk and ramble, um, like, you know, like I don't do enough of it here, but I, I, we, we talked about a lot of interesting things mm-hmm. um, that I don't normally cover here, you know, stuff from my past and childhood and career. Uh, that um, you know, you may you may find um, somewhat amusing, and you can always pause if I start talking too long. <laughs> you just pick up the speaker and go to the bathroom. Like you can take it with you. I've been like, doing that with the AirBuds, Air, AirBuds, AirPods, whatever yeah. they're called. Yeah. But I, as I told Freddie the other day, I, uh, one of them keeps the left one especially keeps popping out, and I am freaked that it is going to pop into the toilet or down the sink. Or into the pool, or anywhere, somewhere. Because yeah. I was uh, I was cleaning figs at the sink, and it pops out, and I'm like, I'm try- and I end yeah. up I end up smooshing the fig that's in my hand to pulp, but I stopped the AirPod from going, you know, going into oh, the man. sink. I kept it out of the sink. But what is? I don't know why it keeps pop- It's like it's like I'm grinding my teeth or something, and it causes the AirPod to pop out of my head. I've never had any luck with the AirPods fitting in. So I have the ones that are smaller that really kind of cram Maybe that's in. What I need. Maybe I have yeah. tiny ears. Mm. Well, anyhow, but that helps me with listening to podcasts yeah. because I can, um, you know, it's like the right, 
Yeah. They're right here in your head, Frank. <laughs> so it's freaky. But Ramblin' Man podcast, so keep an eye out for my episode. It'll be coming out, and we've got two more in the queue ahead of me. I think so. I, and I'm going to split yours into two episodes because it, it was... Long. It was, it was too long. long. It was No, not too long. It was just... <laughs> five hours. It was five hours. I was there for five hours. <laughs> we took breaks. <laughs> That counts for That's true. I can't sit that long. It's yeah. a, we all know. I can't. I, I don't even like going to the movies anymore because I don't want to sit <laughs> <laughs> sitting there for five out for two hours, much less five. Um, if you do enjoy Audible uh, and audio entertainment, get Audible. In fact, uh, you can listen to this podcast and so many other things. Three hundred years it would take you to listen to everything on Audible. And if you use our URL, audibletrial.com slash Frankenfriends Show, you'll get a free. Premium membership for 30 days for you to try it out and get all of the perks, including the monthly credit for the free MP3 download. And that means that, you know, when you're on Audible, you can stream all these thousands, mm-hmm. tens of thousands, tens of tens of tens of thousands of titles, whether it's the audiobooks or the podcast or the custom entertainment that they have. Yeah. Um, but premium members get an MP3 credit every month that you can bank or use. So use it. Take advantage of that. Download something and keep it on your personal device forever, regardless of whether you stick around and continue as an Audible member. But obviously they're doing this because they think you're going to stick around, think you're going to get hooked on it like so many people. Avi was talking about the other day about how she loves um, listening to stories uh, in the car and when she's driving, but then it keeps her place when she comes back in the house. Nice. Um, uh, Jeff Detrow the other day said on Audible that he has been going back and listening to some of the stories he remembers, the books he remembers reading as a child and a young adult. Hmm. You know, and had, like he mentioned, I think it was The Yearling, which is a famous book, you know, like one of those Peabody Award-winning books from the old days. Uh, And that was really cool for him. He said it felt like a warm embrace, he said, to hear uh, this story. There are two books that I always recommend to everyone, which I, I know one you will like and you've probably read. Steve Martin's Born Standing Up. He actually plays like the banjo and stuff in between chapters. Oh my gosh, I need to. De- wow. And the other one is there's a comedian I love named Burt Kreischer, The mm-hmm. Machine, to where he read his audiobook, and however long it was supposed to take, it was like Ramblin' Man. It was like three times as long <laughs> because he has dyslexia. So he would read something and then it would just be a flurry of cur- a flurry of cuss words of him getting frustrated because he keeps screwing stuff up. And, and so those two are ones I love to recommend because they're so weird. Like, so it's completely different experience. They're both yeah. different experiences from reading yeah. the, the paper book. And anything, uh, why can I not pull his name? The British guy, very tall. Stephen Fry. Yeah. He reads a lot of books. Him and Campbell Scott. And everything they read is amazing. I think he does the British version of the Harry Potter series. He does. Which yeah. is a special deal on Amazon. I can't promise you that for the uh, the premium. Yeah. You have to look up the, the fine print on Harry Potter. But, uh, yeah. Oh, man. Jim Dale did the American version. And um, Stephen Fry did the British version. Okay. So, there you go. You can tell because he pronounces the, the U's, the extra U in the word. <laughs> the flavor. The flavor. color. color. <laughs> Although I'm doing a French accent for some reason. So, audibletrial.com slash show. Uh, I, I, you, now I'm excited. I want to talk to you about uh, Casey Kasem's famous cuss-laden outtakes. Have you ever uh, heard those? I've heard that, and I've heard the... Uh, what is it? What's the... Orson Welles has got famous Orson Welles outtakes. being drunk. But there's one that Jimmy Pardo, I'm going to mention his name again because I can't. Well, you didn't mention it here today. You talked about him. But on, I mentioned Kevin show. Smith because I, I can't go an episode. Although I don't. Yeah, I did mention Kevin Smith on that episode. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was some singer that he was like, the guys were shirts. Like it was just whoever. It was. If I mention his name, you'll recognize it. But it's an outtake where he's yeah. yelling at the guys yeah. wear shirts. Yeah. And it's cursing. And it's somebody big, and I can't pull it. Okay, well, let's see if I'm going to figure it out. Paul Anka? Paul Anka. That's it. I'm good at Googling, I've there discovered. You go. <laughs> the cars get shirts. Like, I, I've never, I don't know this one. Yeah. I am going to listen to that and enjoy it. But uh, I'm certainly... A f- I, tell me if this is bad. A friend of mine, um, he's a comedian. Mm-hmm. His dog died. I sent him to the Casey Casey. It's not out good. <laughs> about a little dog. Name Snuggles. <laughs> and the whole, but all, you know, I don't know, I'm sure he hasn't listened to it, hasn't clicked on the YouTube link because I think he would have said something. Yeah. Once Casey goes off on the rant about the dog dying. 
would have either been the laughter emoji or a yeah. lot of uh, yeah. foul language. I had, or he would have unfriended me. Yeah. Uh, how, <laughs> how am I supposed to come out of an up-tempo record and talk about a dog dying? Oh, I love Casey Kasem. All right, well, Jody Collins, thank you so yeah. much for being here. Uh, we do want you to, um, of course, go to our merch store. And now it's time to unfurl the towel. The towel-folding elves have come and gone, and they will be back uh, after this episode Oh, wait, no, you can, we should need to see, get a picture of you with your... Oh, no, I was going to say, well, like David Copperfield, it's going to drop and I'm going to be gone. Oh, wow. I, I can't actually, do that. I can't get out of this chair. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, but there's the logo. There's the beard that made the logo. There you go. That's great. There's got to be a way I could do that with trick photography. Anyway, um, <laughs> you go to uh, frankandfriendsshow.com slash store and do shop for all the merch that we've got for you. We appreciate the support. Uh, it helps us put batteries in the mics and uh, all the other things. It pays for the website, you know, all the the costs. The, the Jack Daniels in here. Yes, like all the things yeah. that we spend money on to just create this show for you free of charge. And we do want you to subscribe on YouTube or the audio podcast apps, but especially on YouTube because uh, we made it past 700. Last time I checked, it was uh, 70 something. So I like to get to 80 something, 90 something. Basically, we got to get to 1,000 um, so that we can, I hope, monetize a little bit mm-hmm. on the channel and what that means is people like my friend Rosemary Machario who already subscribes shared the post on Facebook mm-hmm. um, and that's the difference because those of you who are already watching and have already subscribed you've done your part but if you can co- uh, trick, coerce uh, connive someone else into doing it then that's how we're going to get there and uh, do all the crazy things that we can do once you have a thousand. All right, uh, Jody, I appreciate you. Yeah, thank you. I know. I'd like you to point out that uh, this episode is almost twice as long as a norm. <laughs> it, it can't be any other way. With that, I, you know, I thought about cutting it into two episodes, but I thought, no, no, no. It's I'm going <laughs> to deliberately let Jody go along. I'm I'm twice the size of a normal person. So. <laughs> that's right. Twice as, that could be the name of the episode. Twice, <laughs> twice as much. <laughs> twice as much. <laughs> or something like that. Twice yeah. the size. Twice the size. All right, that's it. Uh, it is the Frank and Friends Show. Thank you so much for watching, liking, sharing, subscribing. Uh, my name is Frank Murphy. Jody Collins. And we'll talk to you again next time.